Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 29th of October 2017. Here in Canada, the rather nice, very nice and, and pretty long for a change, Indian summer we had here has come to an end, unfortunately, because winter's really kicking in tonight. It's actually below the freezing mark, and that's really normal for here, I suppose. Indian summer is when it kicks in later, and like I, it's almost like a second summer, and sometimes it lasts for weeks, which it did this time in the late fall, into the pre- right up to the present time. And for the last couple of days, it just changed in sudden rain, uh, cold rain, that really cools it down. Then in comes the frost for tonight, and possibly some flurries even. But there you go, that's how it is, isn't it? We truly are living in a, <laughs> I've mentioned it so many, t- I give so many talks over so many years on the big boys at the top and their eugenics agenda. And it's good to see others have grabbed this now and gone with it and making some awfully good documentaries, in fact. And it's stuff I did verbally, basically, on the radio many, many years ago, to do with, with the groups behind it. And the American side, too, had their groups all affiliated with the, the groups in Britain. Because in London, really, that was the home of eugenics for an awful long time, before anybody else really kicked in, at least in the European sphere. You've always had eugenics involved in royalty and even in certain groups or tribes within Breeden and Breeden and so on. But this whole idea of creating a future society worldwide uh, run by eugenicists was a fairly novel thing. It came in to fruition in the age, actually, of, of what would you call it really, planned society of the 1800s, they came out of the Industrial Revolution where they brought in all the time and motions expert and efficiency experts, etc., that they used in the factories, and then they got them together and said, do the same thing now for all of society. Look at society and see what we can do about it. And you would see all... H.G. Wells was one of them too, and he talked about them quite a lot. He, he hated the working class, even though he, he really... <laughs> in a sense, belonged to them. His mother worked as a housekeeper for a, a wealthy family. She was like the upper maid type thing. And he he got a good education out of that family, certainly. But he was terrified when he looked every day at the workers passing his window on their way to factories and, and really dangerous and dirty jobs and so on. And that terrified him so much, he he despised the working class. Odd thing that that what you should what you really despise you can often become, and that's what he did. He joined the Fabian Society as a propagandist too, which really is, a, as far as I can tell, was a wing, the left wing of the Royal Institute for International Affairs, because it run all sides. The same group runs the CFR for America, and they run the European International Affairs Institute too for the European Parliament. They run the whole world now, and they really came to the conclusion that they, they should improve the stock, the breeding stock of humanity. They wrote lots of books and papers about it. They did bring in sterilization, compulsory sterilization, in the States especially, for the so-called feeble-minded, even though the, those who they were sterilizing, uh, it turned out in many cases, were not feeble-minded at all. But it got it going, and in Britain they did some as well. It's never really stopped. There's many ways to sterilize 
not just people but animals too. The same groups that set up the Eugenic Society in the States under the Rockefeller and all the different amalgamations of groups that, that were into all this kind of thing for improving the stock uh, and running the world properly, as, as he said, with the right people in charge, which was themselves. They did mention that the Cold Spring Harbor they made a base there for an experimental base for all the record-keeping of different stock of American citizens, for instance, across the country. They would get census reports and even had spies out who would bribe officials to gather medical information on people in different towns across the U.S. as well. Today they have internet, of course, and the, the idiots actually will, will, will go, they go looking for their genealogy on Facebook. And then you'll see in Facebook, too, they're actually into to genetics, for goodness sake. Hasn't it twigged on you what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hasn't it twigged at all? You help them, don't you? That's the sad thing about it. If totalitarians come along and say, we're going to make you do something, well, you're going to say, oh, no, you're not, and you're, you're all peeved about it. A good term, that peeved, to get peeved. But if they say, oh, this is free... Come in and find that so-and-so-and-so-and-so is exciting. Uh, they just rush in. They just rush in like crazy folk and give all their data out there. And they have no idea that it's also shared with those who, who are bringing down the National Health Service, for instance, in Britain. And bringing in compulsory uh, euthanasia for those who are uh, possibly, possibly terminally ill. You don't even have to. If you're a bit depressed now, they can give the pill in some countries. And that's what they're pushing for all, for Britain. Britain's had some kickback, so they haven't rammed it through. But there are, there are countries, I'll touch on that tonight too, are all into this. Because it's time now just to bring, start bringing the population down. And for those who really believe in this global society where we all live in some Disneyland, and all societies that suddenly changes and they're nice to each other, well, continue with your delusions. It's okay, you're allowed to have delusions. But uh, no, it's not going to be like that at all. They're going to bring the population down across the board. It's so specific now, and I've read the articles too. How many times have I read them? Remember, go into the archive section at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. There's so much material there. Everybody's using it. And you go into the other talk show hosts, they're in there all the time. Boom, 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 boom. Folk making videos. Boom, 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 boom. On and on it goes. Because the material's there. And as I say, there's nothing really that they have. Whatever they, they, they've, they've planned many years ago, even 40, 50, 60, 70 years ago, they're still doing it. They never back off and change. This never happens. Never happens at all. Everything they do is perception management. Always oh, stop that. You know, now they can, then, then they come out with, let's collect your, your, your DNA and your, your, your genealogies through this free program, etc., I make it fun. Let's go on and on and on. And at the same time, of course, your governments are all saying, oh, well, it's an end. Oh, we can't afford. We can't afford to keep everybody going in pensions anymore. We can't pay their pensions. All my life, I have listened to politicians, as little as possible, mind you, but I've listened to them repeat the same things. In every country, you'll find the same thing. In Britain and Canada, is the same, and the States as well. Oh my goodness, you know, you pay into you got to pay into the social security thing, pay into it for pensions, and pay, pay, pay. And then they tell you, and and newspapers they used to tell you in papers a little bit more. They don't tell you anything today except nonsense, 
and who's having sex with whom in Hollywood. And they call that news. That's intentional too. That's, that's the, the new form of news, which is nonsense. Doesn't make any difference to your life. But getting back to what I'm saying, they, they, they used to give you actual, almost like debates, in fact, in the newspapers to, to at least encourage people to think. And that's awfully important. You don't get that today. You're told what to think. You're not encouraged to, to come to a decision. Here's what you think. That's it. And if you don't think this, you're bad. That's another part of the Pavlovian training today, too. But they used to tell you, oh, the government's bringing all this money in for pensions, but there's nothing in the kitty because they spend it all in other things as soon as the money comes in. Every country has had the same stories for years and years and years. And it never dawns on the people. It really doesn't dawn on them. That it's not just corruption. It's not just intentional political maneuvering and chronology. It doesn't dawn on the people that it's planned this way. It was never planned that you end up getting the pension. They've got it worked out in, in centuries, for goodness sake. The agenda for the 21st century. This is what we're in now. Agenda 21. The whole of the century, the 2030 is only part of it in blocks, you see. But it's a whole century thing. Just like the whole century, the 20th century was done in blocks. It's like a big business plan. Oh, but before, well, before... Uh, 1914 is over, we better get a war started. Oh, we'll start a second one if they've not given up their sovereignty by around 1939 in Europe. Oh, we'll have a Korean war after that. Oh, we'll have a Vietnam war after that, you know. And it's still going on. And the neocons, too, is all across the Middle East for it because they've got other things to gain for themselves. And that's what you're living through. A long, long-term planning. You don't suddenly get spontaneous wars. It doesn't happen. This doesn't happen. I can remember when I was really small watching occasional, not too bad documentary from the, the, the BBC in the old days. And even when they were misleading you, because often put out truth and then mislead you for with the rest of the conclusion, they would show you, for instance, disarmament. And they go through little little bits on, on documentaries about the United Nations and League of Nations before it, and all oh, Britain signed on to disarmament after World War One, and you see the ships at sea just dumping cases and cases and boatloads of our rifles and everything else and ammunition and and so on and so on and so on. The big manufacturers are sitting back laughing up their sleeves because now they know when they start another war, Britain's going to have to literally go to them, to the bankers, and then borrow like crazy and then buy all, all their manufacturing stuff for the war. Rebuttal, which is exactly what happened. That wasn't an accident. It wasn't accidental. And people are so nice. People are nice. We're trained to be nice because we're social creatures. And social creatures tend to be sociable creatures, except for the, the psychopaths who, who are awfully good at pretending to be sociable, but, but they're, 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 they're sharks, really. But most folk are, folks are really sociable. And you don't want to rip folk off and hurt folk and so on. Often we can do that in little ways. We don't really do it intentionally, hopefully. But, but at the same time, we're awfully good. We're trained to be naive. And the big boys at the top couldn't exist in, in the way that they do with their system unless they were naive. That's why they make sure we stay that way. 
you know, all the excuses we've been given for so long are, are beyond paper thin today. They're very transparent. And they continue with their own. Eugenics. Bring down the world's population. Profit from it at the same time. I've gone through the docs on that too, to do with all energy and technocracy and everything else that came out back in the 30s, early 30s. And how they would eventually bring in credits, like Bertrand Russell said. And I've noticed that in some recent documentaries. Folk have been going through my stuff and really putting all in and doing good jobs of it. But Bertrand Russell said that eventually we could replace wages even and money with credits. The government would allocate. And it's no coincidence that this recently I've noticed. They talk about a mandatory wage for everybody. The government will just dish out, working or not, doesn't matter, because everyone can't get a job anymore. That's the plan. See, you don't get a job anymore. It's all in China. Therefore, they're going to give you basic wage to stay at home. So, back to Bertrand Russell again, when he talked about it, and he said the government could issue people credits right into their bank accounts. And so there's, there's that, that dualistic thing, too, of true, true socialistic fascism, for those who haven't figured it out. And the communism is socialism, which is fascism. It's all the same thing. The government will work with the banks, of course, and deposit that you're this, this basic income right into the bank for you, and credits. And Russell said that, and this is going to come, this is coming. You can tell it in some real socialistic countries with the statements they're making today of how you will behave, and you better behave, and here's what you better believe, and etc. And what you see in front of you isn't what you think you see. Here's what you better see, or else, and stuff like that. Bertrand Russell said that these credits will be put in, for instance, every week, or it could be every two weeks, into the bank for, for you and under your name. And you had to use them before the next income of that came into the bank account. Because if you didn't, they would disappear. That way you couldn't save them up and become wealthy. Only those at the top, you know, the better people who come out of special rooms, who run it all, will be able to, to live in a high luxurious lifestyle. Because they deserve it, you understand. Just like, the, just like the Bolsheviks and communists in the Soviet Union that flooded into that country from outside, lived awfully well for 70 odd years off the backs of the people. And they, could, they had their, their country homes and everyone else and their servants and yada yada yada. Well, it's just natural, isn't it? Those who, who rule you should, should live in a, in a life of Riley, basically. And, of course, they train you, too. You think that that's, that's how it should be. <laughs> and you, and, and it's, it's the same old thing that you, you did with royalty. Well, the royalty deserves to, to, to live in those big castles that we build and pay for and all that stuff. Because they're special. You know, they're closer to God than you are. And nothing changes. Nothing. I don't care if it's atheistic society or whatever they want to call it. It's all the same. The same human behaviour that they use, utilise, and and use against you actually. So here you are in a, in a technocratic society. And Russell also said that failure to comply with your government's demands on social problems, meaning opinions. Beliefs and all that stuff. Failure to comply will, will mean the hold up of your credits in the bank. So if you have to pay rent and so on, which you will, because eventually in Agenda 21, eventually you're going to do with all private property. Well, not all, again, for, for all the masses of people. Then you won't pay all your rent. They'll punish you by withholding it until you get on your knees and say, I'm very, very sorry. I thought I saw something in front of my eyes, but I was awfully mistaken. It was something else. And then you say, what was it called again? Okay, because they're always giving you new names for things. And that's what's going to happen.
And they call it a better, kinder society because you use psychology to make you go along with it. And you don't even know you're doing it at times. As I say, look at Facebook. You all literally think that was set up by one guy and, and you believe the genius story because you believe all these genius stories. They're old hats at this genius stuff. And they're all fronts for, for big corporations working with intelligence services and so, are often very, they are part of the intelligence agencies. But yeah, they can be awfully appealing. Oh, look what you can get if you just join this. You know. Then they know all about you. All about you. Oh, your daddy died of that. Oh, dear, dear, dear. And your uncle died. Yep. And I'm telling you, once they've got all the, everything worked out and you get, and you get all credits put into your bank account and all that and, and your, your PC updates come along to you, are, are you going along with this? What do you think? You'll say, oh, absolutely. You're right. You're right, boss. And... But, but I'll tell you, if you make a mistake, that's you. Then you're bad. You're bad. Everyone believes this today, and you should too. You're bad. And they've got a whole bunch of things to make you feel really wrong. Because that's, that's the scientific control of the mind for society, for the whole planet, actually. And don't think, don't think that they're going to let certain groups off with it like Muslims. Of course they're not. They're using the Muslims right now to destroy what's left of what, all the European society. By mass immigration, they always know this is not news to sociologists. They know that mass immigration means that they won't integrate. They'll, they'll simply create their own areas until they until they breed the rest out. That's just the way it's, it's planned out, and they're talking about it openly. There's no guessing here about it. That's what's planned. But then they work on them after that's done, and then they start socialising them through all their TV movies and BBC documentaries until. Until in 30, 40 years or more, they'll have uh, them, them docile and compliant like everybody else to get too. And if you're not, again, you won't get only little freebies and things. Everything's been planned this way. And you are living through a massive plan. Massive plan. Do you think one single soldier would have left, for instance, the UK to go and fight anybody at the beginning of World War II? Do you really think so? If there hadn't been massive preparation in advance for it. Winston Churchill was way up on it too. So was the Americans. They were up on it. It was all planned, etc. The, the, the general public weren't. But you think they'd gone off to fight. If they knew that once they came back, their government was going to work. And regardless of the party, regardless of the party. Remember what Carl Quigley said, the leaders are always belong to the same group. They're, they're pre-picked. So as soon as they came back, they didn't know it too. The king and the elite and the globalists and the Julian Huxley's had their world meetings for depopulating Britain, starting there and going on. Because they said not enough folk had died in the two world wars. Thank you very much for going off and doing this. Eh? But no, and, and then they, if they knew that the, the, they were going to open the borders bit by bit by bit and create subdivisions in different areas for different peoples, until eventually, you wouldn't even be welcome walking in those areas anymore. Do you think anyone would have gone and fought for anything? Of course they wouldn't. Of course they wouldn't. And that's why you're, you're always lied to, because they want you to go off and do this and do that and, and bring in this globalistic system, and you're going down the tubes as you do it. You don't know that, but you are. That's what League of Nations was about, and that's what the United Nations is about as well. It's quite amazing to, to watch what's happening. It really is. But there's never been a time, and now they're really pushing hard and fast because there's never been a time when people have so much entertainment, fairly cheap, 
on their high-definition televisions and so many channels to watch. And then go on the internet and get lost forever. Just, just, just going to, just following every suggestion that the Google pops up for you to follow. Until the days passed, and you've learned nothing. Or if you started with a good intention to, to investigate something, it's taking you off the track into a thousand different byways until whatever you, whatever you have watched all day has been pretty well useless to you. That's not unintentional. That's part of managing your day, your mind, and everything else, and your opinions, ultimately. The real observations you get in life are not going to come out of governments. It's your own observations that matter. That's why it was always so important to know elderly people when you're growing up. And you could go in those days and question them and have a chat with them and so on. And eyewitnesses, people who lived through things, people who went off and did all the fighting and all these crazy things that they thought were going to help people. Only to witness what really happened afterwards. That's true eyewitnesses. True eyewitnesses. Not, not these glossy, oh, here's the spitfires and here's the, the blah, blah, blah. They went off to kill whoever. And that's where your information came from. And you won't find that now. Because those old generations didn't sit and watch TV 24 hours a day and play on the internet and get lost. And they didn't go along with the political correct indoctrination that they still tried to do back then too. The people used to have debates in the streets. I can remember it. The older guys, even old miners in Britain, Around and then miners actually were awfully well up on things, and they would they would chat about all the things that were happening in politics, and the pros and cons, and and they were sharp. These guys, they knew the cons went on, but they debate. You don't see that anymore. You don't hear it. Anybody, all you get is bits and bites on their on, as they twitter to each other like little birds. It's sad, isn't it? How, how totally managed we all are with their. Psychologists and the neuroscientists and all the rest of it. But again, it's no surprise because many publications, and I've read lots of them, again over there, from the big foundations and their big think tanks, they said they bring us all to the stage and beyond. And they're still going at it, of course, big time now. Quite some. Now, before I ramble off on different tangents, getting back to what I said at the beginning of how things are planned way in advance, way in advance. And how they talked about, you know, years and years ago, 40, 50 years ago, more, that the money that would be, that people would be made to pay in for social security and so on, from their wages, eventually they wouldn't get them at all because the government was using it all as, they, as it came in for other, other projects. Well, now you're at the end of it now, you see. And it's time to start bringing you down, your population down big time. And they're doing it, they've been doing it for quite a few years actually. This is not happening by chance. The do-gooders and the nice folk, the really, really nice people would say, they'd never do that. Yes, they would. These are the same politicians and so on, and the groups above the politicians that really run the show. On behalf of their masters, which is not the electorate, by the way. They're in total control of what, what is happening today. It's planned this way. Of course it is. They can't keep writing about what they want for, for 70 odd years and always getting what they want in steps that they, they put out to you. You can't win that many lottos. 
It's planned that way. Here's an article going back to 2015. Health officials in Britain put an alert at the time. It says the health officials are currently investigating a significant decline in life expectancy across the country. Significant. The email sent to the Public Health England by Darwin Council's Director of Public Health, Dominic Harrison, said the council has seen a sustained reduction in life expectancy. And that's extremely, extremely unusual. The figure suggests, for instance, a woman's life expectancy, which stood at 85, has fallen in recent years. The email sent before Christmas and seen by the Health Service Journal said, in Blackburn and Darwin, there have been reductions for both men and women, as well as some signs of reduction in life expectancy for men at 65. By the way, that's one of the big ones. The men are all dying off with cancers, mainly prostate and, and so on. Right on the button. I mean, there's, there's good planning for you, good science, eh? Very, how did it get into them? Well, you're, you're taking through your food, but you've also been primed with inoculations. I'm pretty certain of it. That's what it has to be. I've known guys, I've mentioned it this year too, who, who just dropped dead. or come down very quickly with cancers, right at the button, right when they're ready to get their pensions. Well, guess what? They won't get any pension, they'll be dead and gone, and the government laughs up their sleeve because they've already spent it and other things. Anyway, the email was described as an alert and calls for a national review to analyse the causes and developing local national recovery plans. Like they don't know, eh? That's a mystery. And speaking to RT, the health policy expert and founding partner at Inclusive Health, Mike uh, Briswistle said, the reasons for decline are complex. We need to improve the way we support older people who have complex needs. The folk are becoming crippled before they, they're retired, with other diseases too. Accelerated aging diseases. That's what they're getting. You've got youngsters now. You've got juvenile arthritis, for goodness sake. These are aging diseases. According to the Office for National Statistics, death rates in the UK in 2013 increased by 1.5% in the previous year. The most common reason for those deaths was cancer. Some 29% of registered deaths were linked to the disease. Macmillan Cancer Support confirmed that three-quarters of newly diagnosed cancers occur in people aged 60 or over. They say living in an unhealthy, it's always your fault, right? unhealthy lifestyle will rapidly increase the risk of developing the disease. And then they go on about, so oh, you've got to work in a, in a better, and get a living better lifestyle and so on to live longer. Well, you need good accommodation, healthy accommodation to live longer. They know all this stuff, for goodness sake. When I was wee, a whole generation, well, almost a whole generation, was crammed into emergency housing because the, the, the governments had promised the people a lot more housing, like council housing, paid for by the people, mind you. If they fought more wars, like World War Two and so on, and they'd only built partial housing or housing for World War after World War One, which they promised the same thing. If you go off and get slaughtered, we'll build houses for those that survive. And World War Two comes along, and uh, there's still a short. So the same same cry went out again. We'll build you. You always get these little little carrots. So you need good health and accommodation, and you need good food, and we're not getting that either. I was looking back today at some old, old pictures of towns in, 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 uh, in Scotland. Old, but not, not that old, but, but the age where, where I was born into and so on. And you should see the conditions that a lot of folk had to live in. Lots of folk had to live in. 
and see the children, you know, and they're like something from, from the uh, the 1800s, some of them. The way they're dressed and <laughs> all the rest of it. Rather sad. That was Great Britain, for goodness sake. Well, a few folk certainly live greatly, but not the, not the majority of the people. Nothing really changes, eh? Now you, they give you the appearance, well, you've got better accommodation today and better not, you know, housing and lots of food. It's all junk and poison, but, but it's lots of food, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, shadow health. And folk can't afford, most folk can't afford to buy all the, what's called organic food. Organic food used to be called normal food. That was normal food with all the, the different pesticides and, and herbicides in it and didn't have the GMO and all that. That was normal food. Now the folk can't afford the normal food, but the wealthy can. Shadow Health Secretary Andy Burnham believes people in the UK need to take more care of them. So it's all your fault. Whatever happens, it's always your fault. And be responsible for their own health. The Alliance plans Thursday with the aim of getting half the country to, to live a more active... So it's just to do with active lifestyles. This stuff has been rehashed so many times over my whole lifetime, this nonsense. You know. ay, ay, ay. And Russia, too, had a, a life expectancy problem. I'll put that link up, too. And then this article here, too, was to do with Americans retiring later and dying sooner, and they're sicker in between. U.S. retirement age is rising as the government pushes it higher and workers stay in careers longer. The folk can't afford to retire now. But lifestyles aren't necessarily extending to offer equal time on the beach. Data released last week suggests Americans' health is declining and millions of middle-aged workers face the prospect of shorter and less active retirements than their parents enjoyed. Then they give you the statistics. They have age-adjusted mortality rates, a measure of the number of deaths per year. And it rose 1.2% from 2014 to 15, according to Society of Actuaries. That's the first year-over-year increase since 2005, and only the second rise greater than 1% since 1980. At the same time, Americans' life expectancy is stalling. Public policy and career track mean millions of U.S. workers are waiting longer to call it quits. So they're, keeping, they're working uh, beyond retirement age. Almost one in three Americans aged 65 to 69 is still working, along with almost one in five in their early 70s. Postponing retirement can make financial sense because extending careers can make it possible to afford retirements that last past age 90 or even 100. But a study out this month adds some caution to the calculation. Americans in their late 50s already have more serious health problems than people at the same age did 10 to 15 years ago, according to Journal Health Affairs. Then they go into it and so on and so on. It won't matter. It's always your fault. Everything's always your fault. Good in the weather changes. It's your fault. Everything's your fault. That's the con, of course. There's an article here, too, to do with, and I've read it before, you know, years ago, but so again, a weed killer is increasingly showing up in people's bodies. And it says, latest study to look at long-term effects of Roundup. For instance, Roundup is one. A popular weed killer developed by Monsanto in the 1970s raises questions about the herbicide's possible contributions to poor health in certain communities. The study was published today in JAMA, 
and the link is I'll put it up to track people over the age of 50 in Southern California from 1993 to 1996 and then to 2014 to 2016 with researchers periodically collecting urine samples during that time. Researchers led by Paul Mills, Professor of Family Medicine and Public Health at University of California, San Diego, found the percentage of people who tested positive for a chemical called glyphosate, which is the active ingredient in the herbicide Roundup, shot up by 500% in that time period. The levels of glyphosate also spiked by 1,208% during that time. Exactly what that means for human health isn't quite clear yet. Well, that's nonsense, of course you know. There are a few studies. No, there's not. They've done lots. We're always being studied quietly, mind you. But we're, oh yeah, and all these, all the data from your blood tests are always getting sent off to to, to centralised uh, authorities and governments and so on. But the claim here is few studies of the chemical and its effects on people. What a joke. Although animal studies raise some concerns, one half from the UK in which rats were fed low levels of glyphosate throughout their lives found that the chemical contributed to a higher risk of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Lots of children now, youngsters, have fatty liver disease, regardless of their diet. And I know this from, from people who are in touch with me, who actually are surgeons, who, as they call it, harvest organs. That's their profession, they, they harvest the organs. And they've been telling me, you know, that that's what they're finding. More and more and more of this. It's very common now. Fatty livers. So it says, a condition in which the fat accumulates in the liver and contributes to inflammation and scarring of the tissue. Mills says that the levels of glyphosate documented in the people in his study were 100-fold greater than those in their rats. To follow up on these results, Mills plans to measure factors that track liver disease to see if the levels of glyphosate he found are actually associated with a greater risk of liver problems in people. Of course it is. Anyway, he heads the Herbicide Awareness and Research Project at UCSD, an ongoing research project in which he invites people to provide urine samples to test glyphosate levels, and so on and so on and so on. For now, he says the findings uh, should make the people more aware of what they're ingesting along with, with their food. Now, I've read articles years ago too where they keep testing every year women who are pregnant, for instance, and they find it, and then have children, and they find it in their breast milk. They found it in amniotic fluid. They find it everywhere, the stuff. It's not supposed to be anything that's not supposed to be there in, in nature. It's dangerous to you. We know that, like radiation. <laughs> the radiations that they've caused, the particular ones that man has made, these novel ones for slaughtering people, didn't exist in nature. And we suffer for it. Well, it's the same thing with all the, the, the chemical industry when they go into... Here you have people, and, and chemical companies which were involved in warfare for years, now they're making your, they're helping to make your food and... and and you, you're, you're, you're not bothered about that. And here's the trick, too. You're not bothered about it because you cannot believe that, you know, the, you've been trained. This, here's the thing. You've all been trained. And I've mentioned this before so many times. That the governments, they wrote, in, the, in their think tanks, wrote about this years ago. Years ago. They would eventually train the people bit by bit not to even think about participating in the problems of their own immediate environment or the world. They would leave it to specialists. 
So gradually they could phase out the idea of politicians. You'd have the occasional politician that was just a figurehead, really. But the real technocrats, the management class, would be taking care of the world, the world managers. And you'd be trained just to accept that and leave it to them. It's too complex for you to understand. Well, that's what we're living through today. But we still have it in our heads. Well, they, didn't, they, you know, they, these big managers and these special folk who come out of special wombs, and some of them wear white coats too, they would never do anything to harm you. They're holier than you, don't you know? They're holy. Uh, they've been to universities and got lovely degrees and stuff, and, and they, can, they, can, they understand what does what. And, and, and even though the stuff is oozing out your pores that you're consuming, uh, they tell you not to worry about it. Don't worry about it. And if you say it's, it's killing, no, it's no, no, it's not doing that. No. Those rats, we tested that stuff. They were all defective, you know, these rats. And on and on it goes. And I, I always go back to some of the, the rather more blatant people in history. Blatant in what they thought about the general population. Now, it's time we, we, we shook ourselves from this lethargy, this, um, this almost lethargic amnesia we have that with people in the world are really nasty, those in, who, are, who seek power. They tend to be rather brutal people. And that'll never change, by the way. Never change. It doesn't matter if they come in with a smile or, or, or showing their teeth in a big frown, that they're rather brutal people. And that's what history always shows you. And you should believe that uh, you've got to think for yourself and meet your own decision, and then really take action. And make your, make your while well, you still have a chance to make your voice heard, because shortly you won't have any chance at all to make your voice heard. You might prattle away in your little tweets and that to, to authorize websites that just put it all into the garbage bin. But that's as far as it will go. But and eventually that will be outlawed too. You're, you're a bad person. You complain about your wonderful... In fact, that's a term they used quite a few years back in the 90s. They came out with it. I think they borrowed it from some of the Soviet countries. If you complained about the system in the Soviet country, you were labelled mentally ill. And you could actually get put in, in, in a psychiatric hospital or prison because you had inflexibility of opinion. And that was, that was what they classified diseases. And they would forcibly drug you and all the rest of it and call you mentally ill. You had to be mentally ill to criticize a utopia, the workers' utopia of the Soviet system, this wonderful Marxian utopia. Obviously, you were mentally ill. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget. doesn't matter what term. It's always the same format that they use. And they will, just like the Soviet system, they'll turn around to the neighbors in the street who are all petrified and say, well, look at these, are you all unhappy with the system? And they don't, oh, no, the guy's obviously crazy. Yeah. That will be repeated over and over and over again. That's how people react. They're terrified. And they won't stand up for you. Especially once you've let go of that ability to even get together and stand. I can remember back in Scotland, when certain things happened and people literally got together, not like a mob to go and to bash windows or smash windows, but they would go, and including to the schools, and make their mind heard immediately and note they weren't put off either and say, I'll oh, come back tomorrow. They'd, that was that, I'm telling you. Anything wrong, that's how it used to be. And that's how it's supposed to be. 
Then you tell all those folk who are living off of you, your tax money, uh, that they're employees. And you're being trained right now to forget all that. And most folk have already forgotten it. And that's awfully sad. And across the whole of the UK, they're broadening what they call communitarianism. Massive grants laid out for free sheets and newspapers and free websites and that, and be part of the community. And then bring all these different organizations together. Start off with existing groups of churches and so on, blah, blah, blah. I know the whole format because I've, I've read all their, their think tank plans and how it works. Then they start telling you, be greener, uh, stop eating meat, blah, 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 blah. Then they put out these kind of local volunteers, they start as volunteers, these commissars to check on you and so on. So far gone, it really is. If a society's got problems like Britain has, including with littering or anything else, that's a, that, that's a sign that something else is wrong. Your culture, your whole culture and your tradition has been destroyed. And that's why you're seeing the signs all around you and the mess that's in the streets and all the rest of it. That's deliberate. And telling the folk, oh, we've got more commissars coming out to start fining you and charging you if you don't comply with this, that, and the other, blah, 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 isn't going to fix it. But I'm digressing off the topic here. The future was always planned this way. Now getting back to glyphosate and so on. So the, the, all the reports right now always tell you you got to start thinking about what you're eating. This is well, Roundup was developed to eliminate most weeds from genetically modified crops. And that's what it was. It was a big, massive corporate plan. Corporate. Big, big corporations. Massive corporations. The chemical industry involved in them, right? And genetic engineering and all the rest of it to change everything. And to bring down the population. I read this stuff years ago before they even made me tell this stuff about population reduction, all the things they could do. Bertrand Russell had it in his own books. From the food that would feed the people, to their drinking water, what they'd add to it, to the needle, even mentioned the needle. They could change all of society. And here it is. So there's not, no paranoia involved in what I'm saying here. And Bretton Russell belonged to every top eugenics group that happened to be there. He belonged, he was in the groups with uh, population reduction, eugenics with Julian Huxley, and on and it goes, the whole, the whole kit and caboodle, the whole, the Macy group, the Frankfurt School, he, he worked with them all for recreating society. All of them. And the, the so-called, what you thought is, is the far left, which isn't really the far left at all. The Fabian Society, all the different groups. Lord Bertrand Russell. Anyway, this means that growers are using more Roundup, which could only exacerbate potential negative health effects on people who consume those products. Eating organically grown produce may help to reduce exposure to some pesticides and herbicides, but it's not a guarantee that the products are completely free to potentially harmful chemicals. And that's true. They've even allowed them to, to label things now as organic when they've actually used these kind of diff- different kind of pesticides and so on, depending on which U.S. state or Canadian province you're in. But yeah, you can't keep getting that stuff going through your system, your blood, and and through your organs, and then into your bladder too, and down come the men with their prostate cancers, etc., etc. Excretion of the herbicide glyphosate in older adults between 1993 and 2016. Another article. And it says use of the herbicide has increased since 1994, blah, blah, blah. 
and he goes on to talk about, again, that's the, the JAMA, what we call JAMA network, to do with uh, the effects on, on society, with the pesticides, etc. This is health comes from the, the ground up. Interesting way of putting it, isn't it? Health comes from the ground up, and in a natural system it would be. Charles Massey says, Yet chemicals used in agriculture are causing millions of deaths. Susan Chenery meets the writer, intent on changing everything about the way we grow, eat, and think about food. And it's quite interesting about Southeast Australia and how it used to be there, the natural world, and so on, how the, the people, even the Aborigines, really talked about the spiritual system of the earth, and much like the American Indians and so on. But how it's changed, how it's changed. It says, most of our cereal crops, the soya beans, the corn, are all predicated now on the world's most widely used chemical, which is glyphosate, Roundup. Massey says, there's mounting evidence that it's one of the most destructive chemicals ever to get into the system. Its main effect is on the human guts, your, your intestine, and your entire immune system. And that's why everybody now, by the way, has got problems with their stomachs. And I saw it when it happened, and I talked. About, I was the only person that talked about it on there. I talked about it on there because I saw it in the pharmacies. When the pharmacies suddenly had whole... See, initially, and I noticed years ago when everybody started to get allergic to everything, and suddenly whole aisles would be antihistamines, poof, just things that used to be prescribed, but in prescription only. Oh, bingo, so you now could buy them straight off the shelf. Why? Why was it really bad to have that happen before, but now it's okay to have that now? Well, the next step was when suddenly, at the same time as announced in Canada, by the way, only because it broke out in Britain, the whole news, that we were getting tested as a guinea pigs for all this GM stuff and the pesticide stuff that went along with it. Because it said Canada had made secret deals with the big agribusiness companies to test the population all, all, without us knowing about it. And that we'd been on it for 10 years already. Within that 10 years, I noticed the, the sudden obesity... It, 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 all, it wasn't just the amount of food. No, it was literally changing the, the, the physiology of the people. And also, I, I, I noticed too that another big shelf suddenly appeared. It was all with stomach problems. And things which, uh, drugs that used to be prescription only for proton pump inhibitors, as you call them, that they really reduced the, the, the production of acid in, in the gut, etc., in the stomach and the gut, were being, oh, you just buy over the counter. Why would that be? At the same time, you're, you're, you're all being tested as guinea pigs was because they already knew what it did to you. The, the, and, and because Canada already had central databases in Ottawa. I read the articles many years ago when they put the darn things in. They collected all the data of every Canadian, including all their medical history, in real time. All the doctors' offices were putting the stuff in, clinics, hospitals, boom, daily. And they, they had their pulse on the, They knew it damn well what was happening to the people's health. So what did they do? Oh, well, we'll just encourage them to buy this and they'll keep them quiet. If they reduce the symptoms, there'll be less of a, of a blowback, you see. You've got to use your own brain, your own eyes. Oh, it's bad to have all that stuff for years and years and years or 50 years. Oh, bad to have that with the doctors. But Oh, suddenly you can buy it. Over the, yeah, just, just go and buy it. Help yourself. 
start thinking, folks. And so they have a, a, a complete contempt for the general public. They won't use their own brains. And that's very, very important. It's awfully important, folks. Just like Maxwell, the big mogul in Britain who ripped off the public for millions of pounds, then fled the country. Who, in, in the movie, which is true, uh, the book was the same, people who were invited to dinner on his big, big, uh, one of his big corporate buildings, and he would have, have it on the roof, set by a butler and all that, and lots of wine and drinking. And then they go and pee over the edge on the people passing below. And people say, oh, we can't do that. The, 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 the people will notice and we'll get charged. No, no. And, and Maxwell says, no, the people, they see, they see nothing. They notice nothing. That's the attitude. That is the attitude of the elite folks and the psychopaths. That's their attitude. Complete contempt. Albert Pike said the same thing. That the people who will not use their own intelligence, meaning their brain, their mind, their intelligence. If you won't use your, your own mind, then, then you are, by choice and consent, because you must consent to be used. You are a stake on the table and a beast of burden by choice and consent. There you go. That's what you are. And that's what they say. And that's standard amongst all the elite and the Huxleys and all the rest of them too. The Julian Huxleys. And with incredibly good psychology techniques, psychological techniques and, and uh, neurosciences and so on, and massive indoctrination, you've been trained, been trained and trained just to accept it all. The engineering of consent. That's what it's called. Engineer consent. Bernays and many others, but after him, said it too. Anyway, it says uh, the evidence is that affects the gut and the immune system, though it's not the sole factor, and it's a complex thing, but it's the gut that drives our whole immune system. It's our second brain. It goes on and on and on about uh, scientists who believe we've entered a new geological epoch, the life-threatening Anthropocene, where human impact has permanently altered the Earth's geology and sustaining systems, causing ecological destruction, etc., etc., etc. So you've got eugenics completely interwoven with it. All this stuff, remember, they tried to find ways to terrify the public to give up all their rights. And that's what they hit upon a long time ago. Oh, we're destroying the planet. We're, 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 we're dangerous, blah, 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 blah. Give up your rights. Feel bad about yourself. Give up your rights. And that's what you've got. And then, as Queensland dairies close, where will fresh milk come from in the future? Mm-hmm. As he's faced with an aging workforce, one dollar milk, a poultry farm gets farm gate price and pressure from the south. Queensland dairy farmers are strong to keep their businesses. But then they go on and on and on about it too. You've got to understand they're going to do away with everything that's good protein and and milk and eat meat too. The UN has already pushed for it for eliminating that from your diet completely, under the guise of saving, you know. Um, the earth again, and, uh, and they cause flatulence, and blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. Every excuse under the book that the, the Club of Rome came up with in their think tank to find ways to get you to give up all your rights. And they invented it all. doesn't matter, because they've trained enough people to believe it all. As they spray the skies like crazy. I'm also going to put up tonight, too, some articles to do with the big corporations that are, are uh, obviously funding the geoengineering <laughs> and what's happening. 
also one to do with the, with the smoke smells that they've talked about this. Oh, it's probably African dust that's coming in with the, the hurricanes across Europe and so on, and, and the sky's red and yada yada yada, and and then the, the planes, stacks of planes were being grounded because they're smelling the smoke. It was a kind of sulfuric smell. This is the stuff they're putting in the spray. They've added to the spray now. That's what it is. They put a link up as well. So here's one company, for instance. There are many of them. They're into things like weather modification, advanced materials for atmospheric and environmental technologies. Interesting. Now this company too is right into uh, pharmaceuticals, electronics, aerospace, defense, automotive, uh, optics, green green technology. That's all this stuff, you know. That they're Nanoscale stuff, etc., etc., and um, and they use got mines, got mines in different countries. They use obviously to get all the stuff out that they're well using on you. So they've done analysis in the atmosphere after they can do crystals and so on, X-ray diffraction, etc., etc., etc. Big time. This is not novice stuff. They're, they've been at it for a long time, obviously. So they manufacture numerous products for customers in the weather modification and environment uh, science industries, including nucleating agents, tracers. Remember, they were spraying stuff in the skies before in Britain and elsewhere, and, and uh, they were can- cancerous uh, tracers and so on. Anyway, and other advanced materials. Applications include cloud seeding, storm prevention, meteorological support services, and environmental monitoring. They can also bring in storms and create them. As we well know, uh, American Elements maintains industrial-scale production for all its cloud seeding and weather modification materials. Additionally, we provide customer guidance on topics such as a selection of appropriate materials for aerial and ground-based cloud seeding, trace gas detection, blah, 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 uh, chemical formation and material safety data. Uh, selected products applied to the weather modification industry are ammonium iodide, bismuth iodide, calcium chloride, and potassium chloride, silver chloride, and silver iodide solution, and silver potassium iodide, and so on. You actually have links at it too from the website to the primary source of the posts and previous posts. Interesting too, they say, please join us and our customers and co-sponsors Chevron and Rio Tinto at their 30th annual meeting at SeaTac, S-E-T-A-C, November 15th, 2017 in Minneapolis. And so... There's one big meeting that they're going into. Now, Rio Tinto, as we all have mentioned before, too, they're having a big, Roth, a big Rothschild agency. I think the, the, the Queen had shares in it, too. And also have Chevron and so on. And, and this is for the world, the stuff that they're spraying. Hmm? Big business, a eh? massive business. And uh, this is what they're telling you, this kind of stuff. So it's the... <laughs> I tell you, it's... <laughs> It really is something to think about it, isn't it? This is what they can publish and tell you about. Quite some indeed. But that's how it's done, isn't it? But anyway, this, this American Elements Corporation is the largest metals and chemical supplier in the world. Interesting. The corporation is a weather and climate modification material supplier to major military and defense industry entities. There you go. And then they do it all, and they blame you for causing strange weather. Because they must make you believe it's all your fault. 
So give up all your rights and let yourself be managed and stop in a post-industrial world for you, in a way. And, and it, it, going into a post-consumer world, for that's Agenda 21, then you just can't live like you've lived before. And you've got to go into what really is a form of poverty. But they like to call it austerity. In the United Nations, it's good for you, apparently. And you'll die off quicker, and you'll have less protein to eat, and so on and so on. So you get, yeah, you, you, you're going to have a lot of problems, and... And away you go. It's all planned, eh? All planned. But they must have your cooperation to die off the way they want you to die off. Without complaining. Rather sad but true, isn't it? But they've never given you so much free or, or even cheap entertainment as they have today to keep you occupied with nonsense. You don't get news anymore. You don't even get any education anymore. All by design. For those who really do value thinking, keep on doing it. And don't give up because it's so easy just to give up and join the herd, basically. That's what they want you to do. Give up, join the herd. They're all chewing the grass there. You just don't give up because there's a freedom in knowing. Even if you're, you feel helpless in the extent as to what exactly to do about all, there's a freedom in knowing what's going on. You are a creature with incredible ability of sentience. Don't be ashamed of it. Uh, don't let the, the enemy turn it against you by making you depressed. Don't let that happen. And you can, you can get through to the occasional person. Not many, doesn't take many. The occasional person in your lifetime, you can, you can influence to them to such a, an extent that down the road, who knows? Who knows what can happen? That's how it's always been. The occasional one here and there can pass on incredible knowledge that affects people down the road. That's how it works. That's how it really works. And that's what they really are afraid of. That's why they're monitoring everybody in such incredible real time now to see what you're thinking or talking about or chatting about and so on. And Russell again talked about that too. Eventually we'll catch them all, he says. We'll catch them all. With scientific techniques All that time ago Before they gave you the internet From myself, Alan Watt From Ontario, Canada It's good night May your God or your gods go with you <laughs>